0: what up people we are back with another episode of the issue political podcast season two this is episode four um i just want to say happy new year um i hope everybody's doing stuff that they love this year you know you're working on yourself self-improvement self-love self-care i hope also everyone is staying safe with this pandemic um you know wearing a mask uh practicing social distancing still and washing your hands and using hand sanitizers to stay away from the rona um Without further ado, um just a little disclaimer. Um I wanna say uh I have an upcoming album coming soon, Blue Perfect. It drops April twenty-eighth, twenty twenty one. Um so get ready for that. That's gonna be some dope shit. Um also my new song Gamble with the good life, which released January 5th, I believe. Yeah, January 5th is out on all platforms. I'll put the link in the description of this episode of the podcast. It's some some boom bap shit. You know, just me having fun with it. Um, so I hope you guys like that song and also I got some new music coming soon uh after the album, but I'm gonna let the album drop first and not you know announce anything. But um for today's episode I'm going to be discussing uh Planetary Destruction, uh which is a mixtape by Sir Robert Bryson Hall, aka Logic. Um but he's he's gone by New Alias and this this mixtape was basically dropped on that piff Um like two, three days ago from the time I'm recording this episode, and he dropped it under a new alias, and it's just, um, it's just him on production having fun and, uh, dropping an album under a different alias, so it's just really for the Rat Pack and for the fans who just want to hear some, you know, music from Logic without Logic, you know, exposing himself to the things that doesn't make him feel good, you know, with the, you know, the pressure of being an artist signed to this, you know, major label and, going on tour and streams like he doesn't want to worry about that no more he wants to be a father and worry about his kid i respect it you know you gotta love logic he does he he did a lot for me as far as his music for the, in the last couple of years but um yeah, this mixtape was dope. Um we're going to talk about that. Then I'm going to talk about Colin Sexton who's been lighting it up and he's just been looking like a beast. And I'm just I'm just happy that my Cleveland Cavaliers drafted him, man. Cuz I was like he was my favorite rookie coming out of his draft class, but at the same time I didn't think we would really get him. I thought he would fall to Orlando, but they, you know, um we got him. I believe at the 8th pick in the draft. So, uh he's been he's been a beast lately. So, we're going to talk about that as far as the sports section. Um and for the last uh section of this episode of the podcast, we're gonna talk about All American. It's a CW show and it's basically based on a true story with uh the athlete Spencer Paysinger and in the show Spencer James uh lives in South Crenshaw where there's a lot of gang violence in the neighborhood and you know it's not safe for him and his mother and his brother lives there and his father left him. But basically, yeah, he lives in South Crenshaw. And then um the coach for uh the coach uh who's played by Tay Tay Diggs, I'm sorry, actually lives in Beverly Hills and he recruits Spencer to come play for him. So he moves Spencer into his house to play Beverly Hills football and, you know, win them a state championship. And basically the show is about it's about culture, community, and it's basically about Spencer trying to stay true to his people back in South Crenshaw, who he loves, because that's who he came up with, as well as trying to fit in in Beverly Hills and, you know, live up to their expectations so it's a really great show i binge watched seasons one and two on netflix but um now season three isn't on netflix yet it'll be on netflix after the show season wraps up a couple days after that but nonetheless it's a cw show i've watched the first two episodes and for the you know last section of this episode of the podcast i'm going to review those first two episodes so let's get ready to do this well what are we gonna do huh Idea. I thought that perhaps tonight you would like to see my trophy room? Your trophy room? I'm sure you will find it most interesting. Say, that's a great idea. Oh, now we're found. No more secrets now. huh? We'll make a night of it. I, I hope, hope so. By it's just you yeah. and I, Well. So Planetary Destruction is a free mixtape that Logic dropped under an alias Doc D. And it's basically for those hip-hop fans and a rap pack who just want to hear good music. And it's also a way for Logic to put out music for his fans without having to, you know, dive into the whole Logic dropping an album situation with merch and tours and streams and things that don't make him happy because he's a father now. And that's the most important thing to him. You know, he's a husband as well. So he just wants to be around his family. So he dropped a mixtape for the fans under an alias. And at first, many people didn't know if it was actually logical or, or literally someone else. Because he announced that he signed Doc D to Bobby Boy Records. So, you know... And he took a picture with uh, a a photo of Doc D. And it was like this digitalized artwork photo of him. So it kind of threw me off because I thought that he actually signed a different artist. Because we know Bobby Boy Records has around, about four artists as of now at this point. Big Limbo, Damian Lamar Hudson, John Lindall, and now Doc D. But before they had uh, Silas, but he got kicked off of the label because of some, you know, uh, uh, allegations and controversy that, you know, happened a basically he he, he was uh, messaging underage uh girls, and he 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 apologized for whatever, but he obviously you know um did that, and he got kicked off the label, logic told him that business wise he wants nothing to do with him, but you know he's still like his little brother, so he you know he's gonna make sure he gets the help he needs to better himself as a person you know I don't know how the whole situation went down because i'm not near I'm not neither one of them. yeah I'm not neither one of them and you know also you know I don't know because I'm not around them I don't know them personally we aren't friends or anything so about the mixtape um you got 17 tracks on it uh you got the intro you got Planetary Destruction featuring Big Limbo you got Better Tets Back Green Juices um the album also I mean the mixtape also has a lot of like four skits on it which basically tells the story of what's going on you got Cosmo skit one two three and four there's spaced out throughout the album. You have Double Sample, Backstory, Back to the Basement. And that has Castro on it, Big Limbo, Tony Tone, which is um, Silas under, you know, his new name that he doesn't like. He doesn't go by Silas anymore. Outer Space Gang featuring Like and J. Mars, Butt Ass Naked, Ready Player Gun. uh, 20 Million Wulongs featuring Punch, Bounty Law featuring Dale the Funky, Homo Sapien, Cosmos, The Skit 4, and Death of Destruction so uh logic uh basically previewed this mixtape on his twitch and on the you know mixtape he tells the story about dr deconstruction doc d for short and the story of this mixtape is that he um he uh goes around the whole galaxy and destroys planets because he's a villain and the reason he's a villain is because his girlfriend sharon actually broke up with him which motivated him to do what he always wanted to do i believe um, the artwork behind this is beautiful. It's like cartoonish, but it's cool. It's like a Logic-esque project. It just, it's just like we get... I feel like we get as much as Logic on here as possible. Just like we dive into his mind with his creativity and how he... You know, because we know... I'm sure everyone who listens to Logic and is a fan of him knows he's into things like Star Wars and video games and Christopher Nolan films and uh, Quentin Tarantino films. And he he likes... Cool hip hop, you know, samples that soul era boom bap. He's just he puts that all into one thing. He comes up with this story with this mixtape and that you know, I really enjoy that the most. Um My favorite tracks on this is my favorite track on this is Back to the Basement because it has Castro on it, Big Limbo, uh some other guy and Tony Tone as well, as well as Logic who's basically Doc D in this. Um this that song just goes hard, everybody flows nice, the the production on this track goes crazy and you know I downloaded this from that Piff and put it on my album music so I could be able to stream it. This shit fucking it is it's fucking dope. And you know, Logic just did an amazing job with that track. I believe he executive executively produced the whole track. um the whole album or mixtape, whatever you want to say I mean, but it sounds amazing. Also uh backstory is dope too because you get you get this old cool hip hop sample and he's just flowing on it. But with Logic's voice on this, it's like he turned down the pitch. So you can't hear that. It's his voice, but you can tell that it's his, it's his voice, but it's just deeper. So I like that about the project. Um, I like all the Cosmos skits because the Cosmos skits basically are like this um, radio channel, not a space. And they're basically describing the events that's happening throughout this whole mixtape. Like Doc D is destroying planets and they actually get on the um he actually hops on a radio show which is called cosmos 105.7 and he's discussing why he's doing what he's doing and it's just it's it's funny as hell but it just goes so well with this project and i really enjoy this project because it just like it mixes the whole idea of being a a thematic project as well as being a cool project for just hip-hop heads who want to hear some dope fucking music just relax and chill and, you know, just have a good time. So that's what I really about like about the Cosmos skits. And he just really blends this well. Um, I honestly really hope that Logic does come back and drops at least one more album under, you know, his, his alias Logic. But Doc D, I'm totally open for more Doc D projects. Um, But if Logic ever wants to, you know, come back as Doc D and drop another mixtape, I'm open for it because this mixtape was dope. You know, I know a lot of people didn't like the idea of him putting Silas, a.k.a. Tony, Tone, on this project because of the recent things that he's been through and the controversy and all the allegations and everything, I don't really know. But, um, you know, he apologized, and the best we could do is just hope that he becomes a better person. He says he's working on himself every day. um, So that's all we can really hope for, and forgiveness is a thing that I hope that, you know, people have in their heart. You know, we all make mistakes, and we're all human, but I guess you can say, you know maybe we could you know just like wish him the best and hope that he becomes a better person as far as that situation but nonetheless this is a good project i really enjoyed this project um i am hope i hope doc d dropped some more music because because this shit was fire. And I like the whole Dat Pith aspect. He didn't drop it on all platforms. He dropped it on Dat Piff for people who just want to hear music without him going through all the necessary bullshit that he's been going through in his career as an artist. And I just really respect that. And I love Logic for who he is, man. And what more can you ask for than music from one of your favorite artists who's you know, helped you get through hard times as a kid? I used to, you know, listen to Logic like 20, 2017, 2018. He was just always a cool, cool dude. You know, humble, laid back just want to have a good time do what he loves he loves making music and he loves just being around his family now so that's all that really matters and i'm hoping doc d drops another project but uh and i hope logic drops another album but he most likely won't but i believe he was under he had to drop a le- at least one more album under his record deal with def jam but i don't know what's the situation with that maybe he does drop one more album to get out of his deal so he doesn't have to worry about them because they were obviously Doing some things that he wasn't a fan of, where, you know, not paying the artist that worked on the No Pressure album. And, uh,. You know, he's just it's like on a business aspect of him it's been a little bit of problems, but I think he'll weather the storm and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to him looking forward to him to drop more music with his artists under Bobby Boy Records. John Lindahl dropped the most and he's a he's a he's a superstar, man. That dude can dance, sing, he can even rap a little bit. His project Open the Night was one of my favorite albums of the year, 2020. It helped my twenty twenty better. That dude's vocals is just amazing. Um, you know, you, if you want to follow John Lindahl, it's um John Lindahl on Instagram, just one word. So you should definitely put that up there. Um, and I'm looking forward to Logic dropping some, I mean, Bobby, I'm sorry, dropping some more novels because I read this supermarket novel in 2019 and it's probably my favorite book of all time. And it inspired me to start writing creatively and stuff like that. But I'm hoping he drops that, uh, the, the, um, novel he was supposed to drop about bank robberies and heists and shit like that seems dope. And the sci-fi novel that he's supposed to drop sounds fucking cool as well. So it's just a matter of being patient, but I don't really want to be patient. I really need these books now because I like his, I like the way he writes books. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that, man. And, um, yeah, shout out the logic for everything, but, um, I'm gonna get my final few favorite tracks on this project. I like the I like Planetary Destruction. I like all the Cosmos skits. So that's Cosmos uh 105.7 skit 1, 2, 3, and 4. I like Back to the Basement as my favorite track. Outer Space Gang is cool and double sample just goes so hard. Like the amount of samples on this is cool. And I believe that's why he had to put it on death uh uh Dat Piff. But yeah, all the samples on here are cool. I uh, love it. He blended everything well together and his uh, his bars on this is hard, so Yeah, all the Cosmos skits, Double Sample, Back to the Basement, Outer Space Gang, and Planetary Destruction are my personal favorite tracks. But out of all these tracks on this album, I mean, this mixtape album, however you want to call it, it's it's still a solid project. And it's fun. So out of 10, I'll give this a solid 7.5 out of 10. This is like a dope project. And it was a great year and it was a great time. I'm sorry. It was a great project to listen to, to kind of get my 2021 started, because I know... um, in the music world, 2021 is supposed to have a lot of anticipated albums. I believe Young Thug is supposed to drop an album. Certified Boy got pushed back, but I believe Certified Boy will probably drop in February or most likely March. Drake is supposed to drop that album. Um, hopefully we get a new Kendrick album. I'm hoping for that. Maybe some... Um, baby keem i don't know there's there's a lot of albums that's supposed to be coming out this year i'm looking forward to this year i think it'll be kind of better than 2021 but you know who knows because 2021 was a shit year but uh this project um this mixtape planetary destruction is a solid 7.5 out of 10 for me and i recommend you listen to it on that piff. Um, and yeah, I probably, I'll put the link in the description of this, uh, episode of the podcast. So just in case you guys don't feel like typing it in and shit, you could just click on the link in the episode of this podcast on Spotify or Apple music. I don't know how that situation works and you can listen to this mixtape too. So my Cleveland Cavaliers have been pretty solid this season. Um, I was actually looking forward to Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. I actually miss seeing all my you know favorite players on the Cavs, but I just gotta get this. I just gotta get this point across. Colin Sexton is a monster and a beast, and and he his elevation from his rookie year has just been amazing. Um, he was on the All Rookie Team. Uh, he's averaging twenty four point eight points per game, about around four point two assists. He's shooting like fifty one percent from the field. 80 82 percent from the free throw and his three point percentage is uh, a little bit behind like the around 30 something uh, percent from the three so um his last few games have been kind of crazy um now that we you know at the time of this recording of the podcast um his last two games were weren't actually high scoring games he scored 17 against the lakers and in, in the loss and he scored 13 points against the Boston Celtics, which was also a loss. But before that, they won a three-game win streak. Um, but he didn't play against the Knicks, but the Cavs still won against the Knicks. Um, played against the Brooklyn Nets. And this game, this is the game I'm gonna talk about. I wasn't watching the full game, but I I, I seen that they were playing the Brooklyn Nets and the game the game was a little close. I said, Let me tune in. So I, you know, streamed the game on my laptop on a live stream and Colin Sexton and the um, Cavs were, you know, playing against the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets were doing what the Brooklyn Nets do. They, you know, they recently acquired James Harden, and James Harden was doing his thing. Kevin Durant was hitting a lot of shots. Kyrie Irving was hitting shots as well, and it looked like the Brooklyn Nets were gonna lose. Um, that did not happen. The Brooklyn Nets forced the game to overtime the first time, and the game was tied. I don't remember the score, but the game was tied for the first overtime. And I gotta, I gotta admit. The um aqu- the the acquisition of Jared Allen and Torian Prince from the Brooklyn Nets trade, which is um ironic that they were playing them already and they just got traded it was it was interesting as well. Jared Allen is 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 perfect for the Cleveland Cavaliers and I just love him on our team. He brings that that defense, that toughness and that that uh, that ability to rebound, and he's just the center that we need. You know, we lost that, we missed out on Tristan Thompson. He went to the Boston Celtics, so we don't have him anymore. But we have, we you know, we picked up some great pieces to make up for that. And I think Jared Allen's is a better center than Tristan Thompson is, to be honest with you. So, it was kind of a win on our part um as far as that Boston Celtics situation cuz Jared Allen can do it all then we got Javel McGee who just won an NBA championship with the Lakers. He can rebound and play defense as well and we got Andre Drummond so we got like a, a three-headed monster um in the front court with uh with the, you know those big men you know you could switch it out with Drummond Drummond who's been doing pretty amazing. I like how um, in our offense, we, we use him at the top of the key, and he just, you know, kicks it out to the other players around the court. So I like that whole playmaker aspect of using him in that way. Javel McGee is perfect for getting rebounds, and he brings that toughness and that hustle that us Cleveland Cavaliers need. Um, Kevin Love haven't, hasn't been playing, so I guess he'll come back soon, but if not, then I'm pretty sure he's going to be out the, off the team soon, he's going to get traded maybe for a, a few second-round picks, I guess. But um. Colin Sexton, in the first overtime, would not let down. He would just fight back. As soon as the Nets hit a shot, he would fight back and literally drive to the paint, hit a layup. Or or or, or Shetty Osmond would hit a shot. Or we would get in the paint and give it to Jared Allen, who would just dominate and just grab our rebound and take it back up and secure the point. Then once we get to the second overtime, Colin Sexton just goes nuts. He goes literally dumb and just starts hitting threes. He hits the first three, and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant contested the shot Kyler Sexton is dribbling in Kevin Durant's face Kevin Durant is getting ready to contest the shot Hoping he missed I thought he was going to miss He shoots over Kevin Durant is about, Who's about a 7 foot He's literally like seven feet, 7 feet tall He's got like a seven five, seven six 7'6 wingspan I'm not sure Literally shoots it over Kevin Durant It goes in At that point I'm clapping it up I'm a hype Because I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan I wasn't expecting us to beat the Nets Let's be real here I'll, Come on if you got the Cleveland Cavaliers going against the Nets, you're not gonna. With the Nets, a new team with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, who can still shoot. They got they got you know all these dope players on this team. I think they got Landry Shamet still. They got a bomb squad. You put them against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, you're gonna pick Brooklyn. Brooklyn has the better team. Colin Sexton hits that shot against Kevin Durant, and he just goes on this this. This, this pattern. He just keeps going to the three-point line. He dribbles a little bit. Hits the shot. Hits the shot. Hits the shot. hit about, like, three, four threes. I don't even know. This game was amazing. uh He's dribbling again. Kicks it out to Torian Prince, who we just acquired. I'm happy we got him as far as the acquisition. He hits the three. So, at this point, like, we're just dominating him. And I just wanted to say this game was... F- I didn't even tune in the first 3 quarters. I came in at the last quarter. For me to see my team ball so hard and not give up against the Brooklyn Nets, it's a it's an amazing sign for what what could be here. What what could potentially be with this Cleveland Cavaliers team. You know, we have Darius Garland who's been tearing it up ever since, you know, he's been playing but he's been currently injured, but his last games, that couple games that he played with the team, he's been balling out as well. Um the De, um DeAndre not DeAndre I'm sorry Andre Drummond has just been a beast for us as a center he's been scoring a lot of points and being a beast in the paint like I know he is and he looks he looks nice he just, he just looks nice in the front court I'm hoping we can let Jared Allen start but we probably won't let Jared Allen start because we you know we're gonna use Drummond still but Jared Allen still coming off the bench is amazing he's the star of the bench he's probably the best player to come off the bench um. So that game was amazing. Colin Sexton had forty-two points, um, five assists, and and like two, three rebounds. You know, he's not really there for rebounding, but um, other than that, he scored a shitload of points. He's a score-first point guard and. He would, like the problem coming out of college was that he um he his shooting, his shooting is an issue is what the scouts are. The shooting was a little bit of a issue. Can he be a consistent shooter and can he play make be a playmaker? Because he was more of an inside player. But Colin Sexton has been known to hit these kind of shots. He's been doing this since high school. And I've been streaming games on YouTube and highlights of him showing up in the big moments and he just showed what he can do with that Brooklyn Nets game. Because in high school I remember he hit a game winning shot. Um it was, a, it was like a three-point. He hit a three-point game-winning shot. I remember watching. That. I was back in middle school. Um, seeing him in college, I remember he scored over like 20-plus points, like 30-something points against uh, that Minnesota golfers team that had um, Isaiah Washington, even though he wasn't really playing. That's when he first went there, but he wasn't really playing like that. Um, I don't know what's been up with him or whatever. Like, his, his games in college haven't been the same. I hope he can still make the league and make something of himself. But, um. Colin Sexton literally scored a shitload of points showing up in them big moments in college at Alabama. With only He had three players on his team against... It was a three on five. It was crazy because it was a fight. Um, The majority of the players on his team got into a scuffle with the, the Minnesota team and they had to eject. Like, literally, the majority of the team was only three players on that team that could play. So it was Colin Sexton and two other players and he literally almost won that game with only three players. I mean, of course he lost because they had five and he had three, but... That just goes to show that Colin Sexton shows up in these big moments. He he he's he's there to hit the big shots. Um, I hope he can become a better playmaker and just get his teammates more involved. But as far as scoring, he's just a beast of sex land is what they call it in Cleveland. He it just looks beautiful, and I'm just so excited with this team. I mean, we just recently drafted Isaac Okoro, who's just like he's he's looking pretty good on on the defensive side. He's not scoring a shitload of points. But defensively, he looks good. He looks like he can guard the one through three position, maybe some fours. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And maybe we can get a decent player in free agency because we got we got a good point guard. We got a good shooting guard. We got a solid small forward. Maybe he could maybe Isaac Okor could be our future forward. Uh, We got a solid. Power forward. I believe we have. I don't even know who we're playing at. At the power, the Larry Nance Jr. But maybe we could go for some big, get big name players and upgrade this team. I'm just so excited for Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. I mean, Isaac Okoro isn't my favorite rookie coming out of this draft class. It was James Wiseman, and I really wanted us to get him, but now we don't need him because we got like three sem- three centers. I'm sorry, plus Jared Allen, who's a beast. So um, kudos to uh, James Wiseman because he's probably. The best rookie out of this draft class, and he's looking beautiful in that Golden State Warriors offense. And I just can't wait to see how that team looks once Clay comes back. Hopefully, he recovers soon. Um, but yeah, what a time to be a Cleveland Cavaliers fan! On my social media, on Instagram, I was so hyped at the game that they were hitting so many shots. I had to, I had to purchase me the Colin, the Colin Sexton Jordan jersey for a hundred ten bucks. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Probably gonna stream uh, uh, another game. Whenever they play, if they play tomorrow at this time, I'm recording a podcast. I'm not too sure. But yeah, this was basically me in the sports section talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers and Sexland just being amazing and just looking like beautiful for the future of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. So this was this section of the podcast, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, if you want to cop merch from my uh, print on demand store from Teespring, the Pluperfect X Electa merch store, I'll put the link in the description this episode. We got uh some cool stuff. We got some t-shirts with my logo on it. We got uh, the reunited socks. We got an ostentatious hoodie, the triple spiral hoodie, the blue perfect Raven sweatshirt, uh, blue perfect Atlantis tee, the white Lotus hoodie, uh, blue perfect Lotus, white Lotus phone case, a ostentatious sticker, the Blue Perfect mask, so you can stay safe during a Rona. The triple OG long sleeve purple T-shirt and the gamble to Good Life die cut sticker. I put the link of this merch store in the description of this episode. If you want to cop some merch and support me and my music, uh, that'd be lovely, and I really appreciate it. And uh, let's get to this last section of the podcast. Okay, so All American season three, episode one, I believe, dropped. I no, I'm sorry, I'm bugging out. Episode one dropped January eighteenth, seasons passed, and it basically picks up a little bit after where season two left off. And um, spoiler alert, season two left off with Spencer James uh actually potentially having permanent damage to on his arm once he got shot in season two. Um, which I you know. So if you didn't see that, I definitely recommend you watch season two, uh in season one before you know you listen to this uh section of the podcast but if you don't care then without further ado let's continue um season three is titled seasons pass and it basically picks up where season two left off and spencer james basically is officially enrolling back in his old high school south crenshaw high to help his community and help them not get shut down and the school gets shut down and he he's really like their last hope so he has to come back from beverly hills high school where he was having fun he just won a state championship there he's coming back to south kinshaw how to win a state championship to kind of save the, the the town and the city because he's like their savior but they aren't really willing to like really welcome him back with open arms they they kind of they really don't trust him because he left them to go to Beverly Hills and have a better, you know, chance at making the NFL. And it's like, OK, you're coming back. But how do we know that you're not going to just leave when shit gets hard? Excuse my language. um So he goes to Beverly Hills High School um for his uh for for his last day to kind of help Jordan, who's the quarterback at Beverly and also Billy Baker's son. So, you know, they they're kind of like fixing up the school. And I noticed in the first episode, before they even before we even dive into what we're going to dive into, him and Olivia, just they, you know they're a little distant from each other, and that's that's not what usually I'm used to because in the first two seasons, Olivia and Spencer James, of course they had that romantic interest in each other in season one, but eventually he you know he he decided to become boyfriend and girlfriend with Layla. Um, I noticed they were distant because even though he picked Layla, they still had that I'm always going to be here for you kind of relationship where they like talked and they were like brother and sister in a way, but like not really brother and sister. Like they were, there was that, I always felt like there was this, this this energy and romantic energy there between the two characters in the show. But they kind of just pushed that aside and kind of been like, all right, I'm here for you. You're here for me and I'm always going to be, be there for you because you're my friend. So in the first scene, automatically, you know, we get this weird energy like, they're distant. They aren't really like talking to each other and close like they are in the distance. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. He eventually talks to her, but the conversation is awkward. And it's it throws me off. It's awkward because it's like, okay, um, this isn't how Spencer James and Olivia Baker usually have their relationship. And then it cuts from him doing that to um basically them discussing um trying to give each other space and so it's obviously that something went down there um then the episode cuts to Simone Jordan's girlfriend actually having a baby um and she gives the baby up for adoption and her father's there with her but from the looks of it her father looks disappointed like he didn't want her to give up the baby but she did but it's obvious that you know That was the best decision for her for her to make and Jordan gets to the hospital and he wants to talk to her but, you know, she doesn't really want to talk to him at the moment and she, you know, is going through her own internal struggles because she didn't even look at the baby and she just, you know, she doesn't really feel good in that moment. How, you know, childbirth usually is it wasn't one of those moments where she ended up happy. And then we get Spencer James doing an interview and the lady's basically discussing with him, you know, him going back to South Crenshaw and recruiting Billy Baker, to coach for South Crenshaw. And she basically says, oh, why did you abandon Beverly? Well, he discusses that he didn't abandon Beverly. Beverly was his past and South Crenshaw is his future. And I kind of understand what he was saying because. Yeah, Beverly Hills did help him win his state championship, which I think he could have still won with Crenshaw. But it helped him win the state championship, and it gave him a little bit of a better life in a way. But at the same time, South Crenshaw is where he he, he grew up at. That's his home, and that's his future and the community that he wants to build up as an NFL player, which I think he will make towards the end of the show, possibly. Possibly not. Who knows how the show went end? But basically, he's explaining that he what he's doing is not out of out of you know, selfishness for his community and South Crenshaw is his future in a sense if you think about it. So pretty much after that interview, the episode does, you know, transition and uh we get Coop, she's fresh off tour with uh Layla, so she um she signed under uh Layla's uh record label. Why her girlfriend patience is signed under J P Keatings, who's Layla's father's record label. So Coop just is fresh off tour, you know, and she's she's basically was doing music. She gets back home and she you know she automatically goes to patience and you know they being out there in a relationship, they you know you know all lovey dovey and shit. And then you know she she asked her, why did you leave to her? Or, tour early. We basically try to get an understanding why Patience left the tour early, which is not like Patience, because she's usually always wanting to be there for Coop and support her and shit like that. So we don't get that revealed in the first episode. We get it revealed in the second episode. Um, But yeah, that happens. And then Monique, who's actually Tyrone's sister, comes back and claims to want to make amends and do the right thing and... She she says that her brother, you know, obviously did wrong and she just wants to make up for the mistakes he made, I call bullshit. I think she's going to hit us. She's going to affect... I feel like she may affect the whole South Crenshaw when we least expect it. But she's, like, first starting off with that building suspense and gaining everybody's trust. So when she does attack and strike, it's going to strike hard. Uh, Spencer and Layla seem to got back together. That happens. Um coach baker and spencer have a talk and they basically explain spencer basically explains his arm and start acting up um and olivia gives spencer a hug towards the end of the episode saying that he'll be okay but it's like the way they hug is not there it's not a typical hug oh yeah, i need a hug i need support there's so much romantic tension behind it that you can tell that something went on during the summer and there was even a little a little a little cut scene in the show where you see two people obviously about to you know get some get something started (laughs) and I don't know who it is it looks like it's Spencer and Olivia that that potentially happened but yeah I guess that was their summer secret it wasn't really revealed in episode two but I feel slowly but surely it's gonna come to the light um so that was basically episode one it was a good episode I was happy to see the show back and everything that went down um, Episode two is basically picks up a little bit after that. The football season is getting ready to start. So South Crenshaw has a small team. Um, The team the team basically doesn't really trust Spencer and Coach Baker like that. But what Spencer and Coach Baker are trying to do is trying to build the team's trust so they can pre- prep and prepare for this upcoming season, which is going to be crazy because there's so many stacked teams. And Beverly Hills is looking solid. Um, Asher is not really playing right now, but I think they're going to let him play for the – Season because they're gonna need him against Spencer James and Darnell, who's um um who's actually the boy that uh, Corey James, aka Spencer's father, was raising when he wasn't with them. So he's playing for South Crenshaw. Him and Chris are battling for who should be the quarterback for the team. Uh, Spencer feels that Darnell is better and gives them a better chance at winning a uh, national championship, but. He also feels that Chris gave this team so much and literally almost lost his ability to walk for the team, so he should be quarterback. He eventually chooses Darnell as a recommendation for coach who should be quarterback, but Chris is. But Billy Baker picks Chris as the quarterback to lead them. But, you know, who knows how that's going to go. Um, they're trying to build up. And they're basically trying to build up the team and get the, the field ready, and there's complications with that. Um... Uh yeah, that's that's how that goes. Uh, Jordan is Jordan is with Beverly Hills, and we get a new coach at Beverly Hills who's a female. Um, but she knows her shit about football, so she's actually she's looking like a good coach. Um, she puts JJ and Jordan against each other to see who should be quarterback because, um, Jordan basically like Jordan's basically like, hey, I should be the quarterback. I led the team to a state championship, but she's like, no, you didn't. You had Spencer James to pass to. I'm sorry for that audio in the background. Spencer James is the quarter is the wide receiver you were passing to. So of course your stats are gonna look like that. Let's see how you do without him on the team. He's in South Creshaw now. You gotta step up. And I really wish that I really hope that this season brings back Grandpa Willie to help Jordan become a better player. Because, you know, I feel like Billy Baker was holding him back, which is kinda confirmed. But I hope they bring back GW so he can help Jordan become a beast and potentially help Beverly Hills win another state championship without, you know, Spencer James. which I don't think it's going to happen. I think Spencer James is going to win the state championship at the end of the season. Nonetheless, I still want to see Jordan do good because he's such a heartfelt character in the show. And I really enjoy that. Um, Coop is questioning Layla throughout this episode why the check that she got from tour is so low like why didn't she make more money if she bust her ass on tour but layla basically explains to her that you know there's a lot of extra costs that come into you know a tour you know you got hotels you got food you got merch and all these expenses it takes out from the artist's um royalties and funds and it's just a whole situation that they go through but Layla eventually lets her know, look, like, if you want to leave my label, you can leave my label, but if you want to make more money, you got to get in the studio and make more music, and I will make you more money. And we also also, also we also find out that JP took a song from Patience and gave it to another artist, and that's why Patience left the tour early. So um, she signs uh, Patience to her record label, and I think that's, that's going to be good, because now she has a powerhouse with her record label, and they don't have to worry about her father doing any shady shit to them again. Um, And that happened. So the coach's daughter at Beverly Hills, uh, Vanessa, actually happens to know Asher. And I, I assume from the cutscenes in the show that they had something going on during the summer. And it looks like Olivia caught on to it. And that's why she recognized her when she came to the school. So that's about to just go to shit. I mean, if Vanessa agreed to tell Asher that, she wouldn't tell Olivia about what went down during the summer. I don't know what the hell went down, but I guess they slept together i guess but she's not gonna tell olivia but that's all gonna go to shit when olivia and spencer and they catch them you know being close and shit so who knows how that's gonna happen um tyrone's sister monique actually (laughs) was the one that gets priest out of jail because in towards the end of season two priest went back to prison for some time and it was looking like he wasn't gonna be out anytime soon monique gets him out And apparently they had a little romance going on back in the day, but it looks like Priest is falling into a trap. And I think she's going to he's going to he's going to pay the price for that when she strikes, because I don't believe that she's just there to do good. She's going to do something that affects South Crenshaw or maybe specifically Croup, because she feels she still feels some type of way about her brother's death. So that happens, and basically the episode, episode two really was solid, and it ends with South Crenshaw getting the field ready for next season. I guess next episode is going to be the start of the season in South Crenshaw's first game. I'm hoping they could win. Um, This season is looking like it's going to be real good, man, and I'm looking forward to seeing this whole Spencer James coming back and winning one for his hometown team. So that was basically my little short um, interrupted recap and review of All-American episodes one and two. I'm looking forward to the season. And that basically concludes the last section of this part. If, um, if you wanna support me, you can um stream my new single Gamble of the Good Life off of my upcoming album, April 28th, 2021, Blue Perfect. I'll put the link in the description. It'll be on it's on all platforms currently. Um if you wanna buy some merch, I'll put the link of that in the description as well. And uh, shout out to Stike Savant for the Savant podcast. We should be coming back soon. I haven't had an update from him, but we'll be back soon. So I'll, I'll, I'll put my social media and his social media in the link of this description of this podcast as well. So follow us. You can follow me at issue underscore high on Instagram or on Twitter. You can follow me at issue underscore high as well. And uh yeah, stay tuned for the music album coming soon, some big projects. Uh this podcast is gonna keep going. Um everyone stay safe, practice social distancing, um, have a great start of the new year. Um just do do what you love to do, work hard, keep yourself clean, work on self-care and know that you can get through any problems that you're going through. Uh, I love everyone who listens to this podcast consistently. Like that's love right then. I really appreciate that. Um, I've been uh, busy with a bunch of schoolwork, like a shitload of schoolwork. So <laughs> I don't know when I'll upload episode five. Whenever I get the chance, I'll upload episode five and we can finish this season up strong. There's going to be 10 episodes this season again. And uh, yeah, that's how we'll do that. Um, Love you guys and see you later.